Good to go? Mm-hmm. Sure? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Welcome to Movie Grouch and Fanboy Podcast. My name is Bex and I am a big old movie grouch. And here with me, as per usual, he's got a little bit of a frown on his face today. It's Blake. Good morning. If this is your first time around these parts, you're very welcome. And you have stumbled across the podcast that takes a film that I, Ms. Movie Grouch, hello, have avoided watching for very stupid reasons. We have a watch of the film. We have a chat about the film and uh, we find out whether my stupid reasons are valid or whether they're just a pile of old shite, really. (laughs) Before we get into the movie, we have a little chat about anything that we might have been watching because we do tend to watch TV separately sometimes. So, uh, fanboy, what have you been watching? Right, so... Oh, this is going to be good. You know, this is going to be good. Well, actually, there's a couple of things. NFL's back. I can tell by the look on your face. Got American football back in my life every week, which is great. But my favourite podcast that isn't ours is a basketball podcast called No Dunks. They've Mm -hmm. been put in my life over various guises for many, many years. Um, Oh God, I know where this is going. Basketball Janes was the original podcast, and they were on NBA TV, and they were the starters. And then they didn't. And then they were. I did a lot of watching the starters. They were. They were gone from TV, and they were homeless for a bit. And now they're at the Athletic, and they're under the No Dunks podcast crew. But um, over the summer where there's no basketball, they always do some fun podcasts. And this year, a couple of them have done, they're doing uh, the whole Fast and Furious franchise. And like then they're talking, like a couple of them are talking about it. So as we did the first one as a podcast, and then they started in this podcast, I've watched, all. <laughs> I've done a rewatch along, like, as they've done a podcast. So I've just, last night I watched number seven in the series. Um, and yeah, it's, it's fucking great doing a little rewatch of that. I'm not going to lie. And it all leads up because I've not seen the new one. So when we get to number nine, I'll get to watch Fast and Furious 9. And I'm pretty hyped. <laughs> the look on your face is just so disappointing. <laughs> I don't care. I do not give a fuck. I love them. They're exceptional action films in every single way except reality. Great. Cool. What about you? What have you been watching? <laughs> move on then Uh, i haven't been watching an awful lot but i started watching brand new cherry flavor and i fucking love it Uh, yeah cherry bakewell as i call it yeah the cherry bakewell program yeah it's insane i was talking to you about it and the look on your face was just like what what is this yeah what are you watching i don't want to talk about it too much because i don't want to give it away if people have haven't watched it or if they were thinking about watching it because uh it's so bonkers you need to not know what's coming hmm but it's insane. And there's cool. a lot of kittens in it, which makes me happy. But you're that's... enjoying it. Yeah. And it is weird. Brilliant. It's weird. It's it's witchy. It's brilliant. A couple Catherine, of friends of ours have watched it, haven't they? They have. Yeah. And they also uh, agreed that it was batshit crazy. My hairdresser, uh, shout out to Lou if you're listening. Uh, yeah, she was like, oh, I'm going to give it a go. Is it any good? And I was like, mm, watch it and tell me what you think. Mm. <laughs> so I don't know. Next time I go and see her, she might just be like, what, what the, the hell fuck is that? Is that? Yeah. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's good. Cool. On with the show. This episode, we watched from the year, well, it was out in the year 2000, 
Crouching Tiger and Hidden Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. Um, have you got a synopsis, please? All I've got is the the busted song going through my head now. Oh, it's year three thousand, not year two thousand. I was thinking like that doesn't sound right. It's year three thousand. Ignore me. Master Lee, a warrior, asks Shu Lien, the woman he loves, to pass on his sword, Green Destiny, to Serte. When the sword is stolen, Lee embarks on a mission to find it. Yes. So IMDB, this is seven point eight on Rotten Tomatoes. Got an audience score of eighty six percent and a critic score of ninety seven percent. So high scores. Mm, yeah. Um and I found some funny reviews for this one, both very quick and poignant about aspects of the film that I'll probably touch upon during as we go through. Okay. So uh one and a half stars. This is obviously um Rotten Tomatoes fan reviews. Silly movie about people flying around on strings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And then uh five stars, beautiful movie in every way. Yeah, I found a really lovely one. Can I just say there was oh, somebody yeah. I learned about Wusia yesterday, and apparently this. So somebody wrote the the review saying that like Wusia is like a genre of novel. Uh, I don't know if it's graphic novel or written novel, but it's a like the genre of warriors that have like super supernatural kind of martial arts abilities. Yes, and there's normally kind of like a romantic element and all the rest of yeah. it. And the person that was writing the review had obviously seen a couple of Wuxia genres been made into film. Yeah, and been quite disappointed with them. And the review that they left was was really long, but just beautiful and okay. they just said that this film it, it matched exactly what i wanted from a woozier yeah. film yeah. and you've just done everything justice and it was just perfect and at the end they put like angley thank you so much you've made the film for me and i that's was just awesome. like oh that's so, adorable yeah, yeah. so really yeah adorable. no it's really interesting because obviously like so a lot of these films that i've seen that are woozier they're fr- like they're all like seven. The most the bulk ones I've seen are like from the seventies, so they're really okay. quite different to this. Yeah, and this is the first one I'd seen, like more recent, uh, like a more recent take on it, right? Like that made made waves in sort of the Western world, if you will. Oh, okay. So it's, yeah, it's quite interesting mm-hmm. um, how it all came to, came to be because it just cracked America as well. So yeah, it's re- yeah, it's good. Uh, what I love with any non English language film is just seeing the subtitles. And then hearing the amount of words in that yeah, original yeah, language yeah. that's actually needed to say that. And yeah. funnily enough, I've got a friend, uh, I saw a friend yesterday who's learning, I think she's learning Cantonese. Right, okay. And her daughter lives in China. Yeah. Which, and, and has married a, a Chinese chap, yeah. which is why she's learning. Because obviously her grandson is uh, multilingual, or bilingual, mm. multilingual, because I think he speaks Cantonese, Mandarin, all the rest of it. So, um she's learning and her daughter was saying like you're just completely butchering you're just getting the tones wrong because obviously so much of like yeah. chinese language i don't know if it's the same in mandarin but like cantonese yeah. there's a lot of tone and all yeah for male so, male female and yeah you're so, so she's stuff. sort of saying like no you're 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 saying completely the wrong thing and she's like i'm trying that's the <laughs> most important so thing hard. Yeah. yeah bless her at least she is trying it's good a I lot know, of people wouldn't bother yeah exactly know? exactly so it's yeah so i just love seeing that how english is yeah how different the languages are and yeah. like the words and stuff so yeah yeah, yeah it's cool. cool 
Jinx, yeah, buy me a cake. Mm. So, uh, what stopped you seeing this movie in the past? Uh, I thought it was going to be boring. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of kind of martial arts movies. Partly because I think, like, I watch the skills and I just think that's insane. I'd love to be able to fight like that. And then I'm like, well, why don't you do it? And then it's just like, because I'm fucking lazy. That's why I am not going to learn. I'm not going to learn that. So partly it's because I'm a lazy fuck and I don't like to be reminded while I'm watching a movie. Amazing. That's a, that is brilliant. Um, so what was your preconceived idea of this movie? That the fight scenes would be pretty awesome. The story would be about like honour and the usual kind of stuff. Yeah. And that I'd find it quite boring. Right, okay. Theme boring has come up twice in the first two questions. Yeah, I Let's just... Let's see how it goes from here. Yeah. Open scene setups, please. Limu Bai is a warrior. He's played by Chun Yao Fat. But he has made a decision to give up the, his uh, warrior ways. So he entrusts his friend, Xu Lian, who's played by Michelle Yeoh, with his sword. Uh, it's called Green Destiny. On the understanding that she will take it to Peking to uh, their friend, Sir Tay. So she gets to Peking with the sword. And she meets Jen Yu, who is the governor, Governor Yu's daughter, and is soon to be married. So they seem to become quite friendly. Um, and Jen is in awe of the life and adventures that Xu Lian can have as she is unmarried. And I think she works in security. Is that right? It looked like it was some kind of security oh, she's thing a warrior, she's talking about. Security, yeah. yeah. She's not obviously not trained at Wudang because no, they don't let girls yeah. in. So later that night, Green Destiny is stolen by someone in a mask. This badass thief manages to fucking fight in a full face mask so you can wear a fucking mask for a bus ride it certainly puts wearing masks for covid into perspective that's that's all i wanted to say Julien fights the thief in a stunning fight scene beau who is sir tay's servant and Julien trace the the theft to the governor's compound beau uh, meets inspector yeah yeah i think that's his name isn't it so whose wife was murdered at the hands of Jade Fox, a warrior turned bad, and who killed Lee Mubai's master. Da-da-da! Da-da-da! Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Anything to add? Given that you thought this film was going to be boring, let's let's pick apart that bit. Any? Okay, a lot of the martial arts movies that I've seen have been men fighting for honour, valour. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. there's that, that code that kind of runs through that mm. culture. And I was expecting it to be that kind of thing. What I wasn't expecting were the main characters to be two females talking about one about to get married and wishing that she wasn't getting married and the other one just being a complete and utter fucking badass. Yeah. So the minute I realised all my preconceived ideas were wrong... (laughs) I was in, and then we got that amazing fight scene between Julien and Jen, um, who, oh, I don't know if we know it's Jen then. Spoiler, sorry. Yeah, that stunning fight scene when Green Destiny is stolen, and I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. So yeah, I loved it. Cool, awesome. At first, it was just really, the story was really nice, and it really moved along at a good pace, and you got enough backstory to get on board with the characters and what i really liked was the fact that you just never met jen's intended yeah you didn't need to know who it was yeah she just wasn't i think that was a really clever bit of filmmaking in that the fact that he doesn't come up 
at all like you mm. don't see a physical presence you hear about him but you don't see his physical presence yeah kind of shows how little or how unimportant he is to jen and to the story because he just doesn't really figure mm. yeah so, yeah i thought that was that was genius yeah really really clever awesome oh brilliant cool stroke and plot development please okay so middle of the film inspector tsai may Bo, uh, May is his, uh, the inspector's daughter. Bo and Jade Fox, who shout out to the best fucking name ever. Good name for bad, isn't it? It isn't. It, yeah. yeah. It's fucking cool, right? I can't get my yeah. words out. I love it that yeah, much. Yeah. If we get a cat or something, the next I think the next cat is going to be Jade, Jade Fox. Fox. Okay. It's just so cool. Um, so they have a showdown, massive fight in which Inspector Tsai is killed. The masked thief appears and fights with Fox to defeat the uh, the goodies. Limu Bai also appears as he wants revenge for his master's murder. So he's been sort of try, uh, trying to find Jade Fox to kill her. Um, Fox insists that killing Limu Bai's master was justified as he took her as a lover, but he would not take her as his pupil. Yeah. Which is kind of one in the eye for the patriarchy there. So, yeah, <laughs> you're going to shag me, but you're not going to teach me stuff. Oh, I'm going to kill you in the middle of the night. I'm assuming it was in the middle of the night. So Jen, at this point, we, we realise that Jen is the masked thief um, and Fox escape. And we find out that Fox has been Jen's governess um, f- since she was about 10, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And that Jen has been studying the martial arts manual that Fox has had. They stole from Wudan. Oh, they stole from Wudan. Okay, I missed that. Sorry. Mm. So as Fox was illiterate, um, she could only gleaned so much from the manual because she was looking at the diagrams Obviously, i don't know if it's because she's illiterate i think it's because the, the the sort of the text of it is quite it quite difficult to to break down it's not that she's illiterate uh, it's, like, it's like to mean that she couldn't read no it's it's that it's a really complex system of martial arts to learn and really understand oh, okay. to get to the level of the wudan warriors so it's oh, not okay. that she couldn't but it's obviously the amount of study work that it would take to get to that level on your own. She was limited in how much she could understand. Oh, okay. That's but why. But she said, like, she looked really sad when she said, oh, but I studied the diagrams. Yeah, but it's because um, Jen... Yeah. I was, like, super clever. Un- just understood more and took it further, which is why she was hiding how much she knew right, from okay. Jade Fox. So if we're talking about this in Star Wars term... Well, it- Jen's force was uh, yeah, more developed exactly. than so, Jade Fox's. Yeah, okay. pretty much. Jen's skill set vastly dwarfed Fox's and Jen had to hide how powerful she was from Jade Fox. Brace yourselves if you like renegade desert bandits because <laughs> holy shit, it's about to kick off. That night, a bandit called Low, who also goes by the name of Dark Cloud, yeah, I mean, let's just let's just think about that for a moment. I bet he does recycling properly. I bet he cares <laughs> about uh, things like zero waste, and I bet he supports like local independent businesses and artists. Like, if he was living now, like, if I met a man called Dark Cloud, I would just be like, oh my days. <laughs> uh, he was just so dreamy. So he was breaks- he available at the shop the other day? <laughs> No, he wasn't. (laughs) We've been having one of those weeks where we've just sort of really butted heads on a lot of stuff. And we stopped at the co-op the other week and I made an awful joke 
uh, to Blake. But Blake was like, what are you going to get? And I was like, new boyfriend. As I went into the shop and it. And then I sort of sort of go, well, what have they got an offer? <laughs> and you start describing like plus and minus personality yeah, traits. Like, like, this guy's going to be a terrible dresser, but he's going to have like no fear of responsibility. <laughs> and like, this guy's going to know what he's doing around the house, but he's going to. I don't know, have mummy issues. Yeah, Yeah, I'll be shit in bed. It just turned into a whole thing and I feel really bad about it now. That's quite a Um, funny But I'm glad that you can laugh about it and you're not crying at night into a pillow so I can't hear you. So yeah, anyway, Dark Cloud breaks into Jen's quarters and there's a flashback scene where we see how Lo and Jen met. Uh, We realise that they were in love. They have quite a sexy hands-in-pants moment. And he asks Jen not to go through with the wedding. She tells him that it's over between them. Uh, and then the next day, he interrupts the wedding. And again, that that reinforces that whole, this is how unimportant the thing is. Because you didn't even realise that it was the night before her wedding. Like, nobody was making a really big fuss about it. It was just, all oh, preparations are happening. I'm not really getting involved. And so Lo waits at Mount Wudang on the instruction of... Mubai and Shulian and Jen leaves her husband before the marriage can be uh, consummated and she naffs off with Queen Destiny and her own wits. She can totally hold her own. There's a total kick-ass moment in a scene that is reminiscent, well not reminiscent, Quentin Tarantino's scene in Kill Bill where the bride defeats the crazy 88s. I saw similarities between that. I know one is Japanese and one is Chinese. It was just a beautiful scene and she was... um, Jen, she just played it beautifully. Just played it beautifully. It was great. There was one point where like guys were coming up and hustling her, and she's just sat eating a eating a eating her dinner and just sort of like fucking around with them. It was just it was fantastic. Middle of the film. Thanks. That's okay. Anything else? <laughs> no, that's it. Shall we move on then, or is there anything you want to pick uh, out from that and talk about? It, it was a really good pace. Admittedly, I did watch it twice because. The first time we started watching it, normally I try and write a brief outline of the story and things that stand Mm -hmm. out as I'm going through. And I realised with a subtitled film that was just going to be impossible. Mm -hmm. We also had the cat and the dog in the same room as well. So an element of... of, Stress. Yeah, there was an element of stress there. So I kind of then decided, I was like, right, Saturday, I'm going to watch it all again in in one go. I'm not going to try and write any notes. I'm just going to watch the film. So... Even watching it again, I still think the pace and the character development was just just felt really organic and nothing yeah. felt really forced. And you, he was really Ang Lee was really clever in that he got you on side with the characters just in a way that you did. You like looking back, I think like when I was rooting for Jen and I was rooting for Dark Cloud and all of them, but not in a way that made me realize I was doing it. Yeah, it was like okay. almost that makes sense. Yeah, subconscious. I've, yeah. And that's really, that's really clever. Yeah. Closing scenes. Okay, so Jen visits Shulian and they have like a little bit of a fake sisterhood chat and then they just get down to some fighting. Shulian has every weapon uh, that she fights Jen with destroyed by Green Destiny, but she defeats Jen with a broken sword um, and she shows Jen mercy and the little minx Jen wounds her in the arm. I mean, that's sisterhood gone bad right there for you Mubai pursues Jen into a bamboo forest and offers to take her as a student Jen says that she will study under him if he defeats 
her and takes the sword in three moves or less which he does because he's moved by so he throws the sword into a waterfall jen follows it and fox rescues jen from the water but drugs her and takes her into a cave of course she does mubai and shulian discover her but fox wounds mubai with a dart and jen is unable to save him in time even though she says she knows the antidote mubai dies let's all have a little moment of silence for for mubai but not before he's professed his love for Shulian. Obviously, a bit too late. Jen spends the night with Lo after Shulian tells her to be true to herself, whatever her future path looks like for her. She asks Lo to make a wish, and he wishes for them to be in, together in the desert. And she jumps from the mountain and flies through the clouds. She jumps from Mount Wudeng. Mm-hmm. So he told her a, a legend back in the day yeah. when they were together in the desert. Yeah, uh, that your wish would come true. Yeah. Awesome. And that's actually where it ends, isn't it? And that's actually where it ends. Awesome. Cool. I would like to point out that some of the most romantic words I've ever heard in my life were spoken in this film. I would rather be a ghost drifting by your side as a condemned soul than enter heaven without you. Because of your love, I will never be a lonely spirit. Those are the words that Mubai says to Shulian in his, his last breath. She tells him to meditate to not waste his breath and he's like i've wasted my life i would rather not enter heaven and just be a ghost and i was just like <laughs> oh me incredible yeah just incredible that's the love oh yeah i'm like tearing up thinking about it now oh bless you yeah cool um anything else Nah, that's it. Over it? Okay, End brilliant. Film. Done. Did you have a favourite character? I liked all of the three main characters. So Shulian, Mubai, but I think Jen really yeah, I think stole it for me. She's, she's superb, isn't she? That was her second role. Was it? I didn't yeah. know that. And she, I mean, like Michelle Yeoh is not a terrible actress. No. Chow Yun-Fat, not a terrible actor. No, no. But she out-acted. Yeah, she's Everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, everybody in that. I think she she steals most of the scenes she's yeah, in. Yeah, she does. Cool. Okay, did you have a worst character? Because actually, I don't think there's any. No, there's no none that I really hate. I mean, even like although Jade Fox is the baddie, she has a purpose. It's not like, like she's it's pretty not, cool, and it's not like it's not an like normally when you have a worst character for me, it's because there's someone who doesn't bring anything to the table, right? It's, whereas like I think everyone brings something to this film. And you can kind of understand as well, like, even though, yes, yeah, okay, she killed um, Mubai's master. I'm like, obviously, he was doing her wrong. He was mm. shagging her and then not letting her be a pupil yeah. and not teaching her stuff. And I'm like, yeah, go on, kill him in the middle yeah. of the night, go on. I, yeah, so no, I don't think so. Okay, I agree. <laughs> That's important. Did you have a favourite scene? The fight scene between Shulian and Jen, that first. In the dojo? In the dojo, when she's stolen Green Destiny and she's yeah. trying to chase her down. It's incredible. And what I really like about it is that, yes, it is a film where people are fighting on wires. Fair enough. But that technique and the effect that it has is not overdone. Yeah. It's only because yeah. if you look at the fight that Mubai, Inspector Tsai, May, Bo have with Jade Fox, that's pretty much sort of on the ground. Yeah sparring yeah 
aspiring the right word yeah. i don't know you know there's there's there is a little bit of of the kind of like the wire stuff when they when they leave and she's sort of spinning the yeah um, i don't know what she's spinning but i thought that was really cool yeah yeah so i i just think that that first fight scene is stunning and the fact that jen moves and she's so quiet and so quick yeah. and sort of live yeah, yeah. through the window i'm just like oh god if that was me i'd be like crashing gra- yeah. glass everywhere so yeah yeah, I thought that was really, really well done. Awesome. Did you have a least favourite scene? I think the end. I felt really sad that Julianne and, and Mubai just didn't get it together. Cause but that's what makes this... It, although he does utter those words, I, I like my heart is a little bit like... I felt a little bit like I feel when I watch Brief Encounter. And I'm Opportunity like, missed. But isn't that what makes this film so good? Is like, it's quite tragic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Like, it, it, without that, the story's not as good. No, that is true, but I still I still feel sad, and yeah. I still... Although that's why I, I, I kind of like that tragedy. I, it still makes me feel sad that they didn't they didn't get it sorted. Yeah. So, scoring soundtrack. So, the composer, Duntan, he won an Oscar for best score. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Score. I think the score is stunning. From start to finish, every scene where there's, it's just yeah. absolutely beautiful. Mm. Um, the fight it scenes, adds so much, like especially with the fight scenes. It's just a really rhythmic piece of music, yeah. and it's just so. Given that it's it's turn of the century China, it yeah. kind of fits the. I mean, everything like the whole, the sets, the outfits, uh, outfits, costumes. Yeah. It was all absolutely stunning yeah and i think the music just really helped elevate that and you really it you know it didn't jar it it just blended seamlessly it was beautiful yeah, definitely i couldn't agree more yeah i think it's absolutely brilliant director of the work so ang lee is quite well known i would say across the movie yeah. verse in the western world and i've seen a film I, i've checked this out i've seen a couple of films that he has directed uh, what have you seen uh, i've seen the ice storm yeah. With Kevin Klein, yep. Scorny Weaver, yep. Christina Ricci about yep. wife swapping in the seventies. Yep. Um I know that he did Brokeback Mountain. I haven't seen Brokeback Mountain. That's on the list, that's fine. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh what else did he do? Um so he did <laughs> uh Sense and Sensibility. Yes, he did. Because he said I, I read something that that's how he pitched it to Michelle Yo was that it's gonna be like Sense and Sensibility. Brilliant, but with but martial with arts. Martial yeah. arts. Yeah. yeah. Um he did the first Hulk movie. So the one that's not part of like the bigger universe like is that... the, the one with eric banner okay um and his again like it got a, i think it got a weird response because i think yeah. ang lee likes to romanticize about a lot of stuff yeah um i think he likes a really soft touch and sort yeah. of makes things quite a bit more emotive and complex and not quite yeah. simple so but it's actually quite good i actually quite like it so, I don't um, think I've seen it. I've seen that Ed Norton one. I like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But this one's definitely a bit more... He looks for humanity in the stories. That's what I think Angley's really good at. But surely Bruce Banner's a good subject. Yeah, exactly. Because there's a lot yeah. of conflict yes. within him that he's always Which like is, trying to yeah. tame the Hulk. And, yeah. you know, totally. he doesn't want to, like, do wrong when he is the Hulk. Yeah. And he's just like, smash, yeah, smash. Hulk exactly. smash. Um, and he also did Life of Pi. I haven't seen that. Don't look at me like that. Why is it on? Why is it on? Well, because I've amateur, done a lot. <laughs> amateur. 
haven't got a comeback for that, to be fair. So, yeah, Ang Lee, brilliant mm. filmmaker, really. Yeah. Um, been married. His wife's a microbiologist, which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And actually, uh, Michelle Yeoh. Well, kind of my fact. Michelle Yeoh based, his, based the character of Xu Lien on his wife. Cool. So do we just need to skip your fact? No, I've got another fact. Okay, cool. Have you got a fact, please? Yes. Uh, so I think I think I'm right. I read this yesterday. I don't know if I took a screenshot. Let me just check. But I think Michelle Yeoh didn't work for a year before this because she, I think she wanted to focus completely on learning Cantonese for the yes. Mandarin. Sorry, not Cantonese, Mandarin. She yeah, wanted to she learn didn't Mandarin. Speak, she mm. didn't speak Mandarin before. Yeah. Yeah. I did know that. Yeah. So sorry. I do have another fact. Oh, go on then. So my first boyfriend, his brother, spent a lot of time in Malaysia and was dating the daughter of the governor of Malaysia, I think. Wow. I mean, that's what's that got to do with the film? Her tennis coach was Michelle Yeoh's tennis coach. Oh, cool. Okay, very cool. I mean, that's a random fact. That's a random tenuous but, link, but I'm yeah, fairly that sure that I've remembered that correctly. Also, I've, after seeing this film, I really fucking hate... Have you seen that thing about the pub quiz? The pub quiz team name? Crouching Woman, Hidden Cucumber? No. Right, well, after having seen this film now, I hate that team... I've always hated that team name because I just think it's gross. Uh, but I hate it even more now because this film is just so wonderful. Okay. Cool. We'll bear that in mind when we get to a pub quiz. Not to use that name. That's no. Fine. We can use Captain Fantastic and the Rum Drinking Pirates, though. That's I like fine. that one. Did you fall asleep? Yeah, I did. Yeah. You did on the first watch. <laughs> but not because... But I would just like to say, not you because didn't give the film yourself, was boring. No, you just didn't give yourself a fighting chance. You kept lying down with a cat on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so, Bagpuss. He goes to sleep. We all go to sleep. Whatever. And then I watched it. I had to rewind it when I watched it. It was Saturday afternoon at three o'clock. And I was lying there and I was just like, oh, I feel really tired. I could just, just close my eyes and have a little nap. So I did have a little nap and then I had to rewind it 10 minutes. But I managed to stay awake then for the rest of the film, but there was only about 15 minutes to go. So. Awesome. Okay, were your prejudgments correct? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. So far removed from... Yeah, from... what a load of old guff goes on in my head. I will <laughs> never know. So we'll get your final thoughts afterwards because I just think this could be this might add to it. See, the guy, the 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 man, the guy, the, the dude guy man. responsible for the choreography in this film mm-hmm. is a, is called Yen Wuping. I've possibly seen more of his films that he's been involved with than any other filmmaker <laughs> <or> director. <laughs> it turns out this is a short list of many that I've seen that okay. he's been involved in. So, Drunken Master, Fist of Legend, Tiger Cage, Iron Monkey, Wing Chun, True Legend, The Matrix Trilogy, Kill Bill 1 and 2, Kung Fu Hustle, The Grandmaster, It Man 3 and 4, and Forbidden Kingdom. That was just ones that I actually remember bits from. He is a legend among choreography okay. and doing wire work and stuff. And random fact, when the Wachowskis made The Matrix they waited for him to be free to do their choreography. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's how big a deal he was in in sort of martial arts world. That's um, correct. That's so when you cool. say it reminds you of Kill Bill, fights him in the Crazy 88, it's because there is a direct link in the choreography and filmmaking. That's Not really filmmaking, interesting because I wouldn't have said it was the choreography, it was the set design that oh, got me. Oh, interesting, okay. But I mean... Uh, 
I don't know how whether I'm just being a bit of a daft white girl here and saying that they're both kind of oriental cultures mm. so could it be that there are similarities in how mm. those sorts of um because it's almost like a like an inn i guess yeah because you could have like dinner and there's yeah. entertainment and yeah, stuff yeah, and yeah, there were rooms mean. as well yeah. so it could be that they're just very similar but for me it was i was kind of like i've seen this before mm. and obviously crouching tiger predated Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, if I am being a stupid white girl, then just please feel free to tell me. <laughs> I'm always glad to be pointed out. Cool. On that. So yeah, final thoughts. I've really loved it. Okay, is that it? That's it. You know, with this style of martial art, what I've come to realise I've gotten older is like, say, you're never going to be able to do it. Yeah, no, that, are, yeah, no, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My knees are knackered. But like, so you know, when we were talking about at the beginning, the style of film this is, and it was called. Woosia. Woosia. Yeah. So you know the powers that they have, the ability to sort of yeah. walk on water and stuff. For me, I think that this style of film, because again, I'd, like I said, I remember a lot of these as a kid watching yeah. 70s films of these. I think these directly helped influence the idea behind the Jedi. Okay. And the ability to adapt your surroundings. Wow. And use the, the environment to your benefit and, you know, use such yeah. like thing i think there's a direct link from this that possibly influenced yeah. some of the stuff in the jedi order and the powers that's kind of cool yeah that would be, that would i be don't worth know if this is true into. this is just me putting turning po- to get are you postulating 12 postulating. You know I mean? but i just wonder if that be interesting to have that conversation with um George Lucas. George Lucas. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I think we're due to have to have him around for dinner yeah, next month, true. aren't we? So yeah. we'll ask him then. Yeah. yeah. I really like the fact that it, the, like there were bits that creeped me out. So when you see just after Jen has stolen Green Destiny and she's kind of floating through the air and people are like, "Oh, what's that?" Mm. That was like really eerie. And when Jade Fox was spinning, I mean, it looked like she just got a big bit of bog roll and was like spinning it around, yeah. and obviously she wasn't. Yeah. It was some kind of magical thing. But those were really creepy elements where you just sort of didn't really know quite how she'd managed to do it or yeah. quite what was going on. Yeah, yeah. And I really like that unnerving, that sense of, whoa, what is this? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. No, it is. And I I think that it, going back to choreography, I think, again, this the wire work was mm. superb. The bamboo scene where they, I loved that, like stunning I think it. it was I I could have taken that or left it I didn't feel I th- uh, I loved it the way the wind sort of manipulated the trees oh, it's I think there was too much because we all know that bamboo grows like super yeah. fast yeah yeah and so it's like quite difficult to control if you don't plant it in a pot there's a little free bit of gardening advice for you all there so there was almost like too much foliage for me to actually see what was going on okay i get that that whole point was to show that pretty much in every combat situation she's had jen's outsmarted everybody and actually mubai was a step above a step above her I get that that's what that whole part of the film yeah, was yeah. about, but it, it was a little bit too frilly, I think, okay. in that right. I couldn't see what was happening properly because yeah. of the yeah, bamboo. Right. Okay. So obviously it won an Oscar for Best Sound. The other three that it won was Best Cinematography, you can see why. Best Art Direction, again, you can see why. Yep. And Best Foreign Language Film, yep. so again, you can see why. Yeah, stunning. Can I ask about House of Flying Daggers? Is that yes. a sequel? No, no, no. There is a sequel that directly went to Netflix. Um 
forget what it's called now. There is a sequel. Now, House of Flying Daggers is a very different film. Same, I think it's set at a different time, I believe, okay. and different style of Kung Fu. Okay. But it's very good. It's also beautiful. Right. Um, beautiful film. Because so I remember, I think they came out after, didn't they? Yes, House it's of not... Flying Daggers and Hero were also sort yes. of big hits in the Western world. Um, and both are brilliant. Like, mm. very different movies. Totally, like House of Flying Daggers is, again, female-led. Mm. Um, I believe, if I remember rightly. And Hero was... Jet Li. Jet Li. And they, there's a really cool... Well, I think we'll do Hero and maybe House of Flying Daggers this podcast as well. Because oh, really? there's... Obviously, we did the Raid of the Tester, like, yeah. when oh, we were oh, launching. Oh, oh, oh. And you loved, you loved that. You clearly like this. Um, oh, excuse me. And you kind of, like... you got on board with police story even though it was a very different martial arts film you did yeah. you kind of you did enjoy it so i think we can definitely get them involved and maybe some even older ones and just to see how you compare some yeah. of the older ones that i sort of watch the youngster and stuff because actually you're really susceptible to these movies and sort of like actually get on board with it i'm susceptible to a lot of stuff yes, if you put true. me in a supermarket and put some shit <laughs> some interesting shit at the uh at the tills i am buying it i'm like a yeah, four-year-old that in that respect so true cool uh would you watch this again yes i would Good. what's the square of 10 nine nine awesome yeah awesome cool i think i'll give it a 9.5 whoa i love this one. that's higher than the godfather yeah it might be might and that's what higher I mean, than though, Jaws. Like... like if we'd asked you if we ask you next Listen, week, you'll be saying that friggin trolls is yeah nine no, 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 out of no, ten no. i mean, yeah, that's Listen, the only reason yeah, it's not going to get 9.5. So I love so many films. And like, again, I haven't seen it. I've seen this for a while. And I was like, oh my God, this film is stunning in every way. Even the cast are beautiful. All of them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it, there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing horrible about this film no. in any way. <laughs> no, like, I mean, like, even even the characters that are in the background, they're all stunning. Yeah. It's <laughs> just, just like, it's whoa. Just so, it's just so striking from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, that's all I've got. Have you got anything else to add? No, I'm going to rename this film as Crouching Tiger, Heart Full of Love. Because, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Awesome. Okay. So, uh, what are we watching next? I think we will go for Green Mile. Oh, no! What's wrong with you? Oh, it's fucking Tom Hanks. Yep, it oh, is. Oh, no, I've been waiting for a Tom Hanks film. I don't want to watch oh, no. it. <laughs> I don't want to watch it. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> don't just sit there laughing at me. Yeah, we'll go for, we'll go for the Green Mile. Great. Well, tune in for that one. It's going to be fun. Don't be so bloody rude. So anyway, we've got a new review in from Becca Stinks. Uh, thank you very much. She's a friend of the show. I believe she listened to every episode so far. Bless her. And the header for it is, they were right about Highlander. Brilliant. Five-star review. Thank you. And it says, I absolutely adore, adore this fortnightly deep dive into the cinematic universe with the movie Grouch and Fanboy. Funny, full of facts and thought-provoking. Get it in your ears. Yeah. Thank you very much, Becca. Thank you, Stinky Becca. And we're looking forward to seeing you at the Parapod uh, screening. Next. Yeah, it's a week Monday. Yeah. Incidentally, like, this is no word of a lie, it's my dad's 70th birthday that day. And we have asked him to dog sit so that we can go to the Parapod yeah, screening. Nice. I feel like the worst daughter ever. Yeah. But it's so going to be worth it's it. So good. thank you. And to say thank you, you get some Oswald noises. So enjoy those. Here they come. <laughs> 
So if you want to be an absolute fucking legend like Stinky Becca, you can leave us a review wherever you listen. Just worth saying that if you are on Apple, if you are listening on Apple iTunes, please, please, please give us a a rating and a review on there because it just helps us get a little bit more visible. And we're working really hard. Like I know we've had a week off, but we are working really hard on this and trying to improve on the content that we're putting out Mm. and trying to make it a really good podcast. We feel like we've hit a bit of a stride, right, with this? Well, apart from like taking a week off, yeah. No, but I mean, in terms of the confidence that we have in the show and, yeah, you know, yeah, how good it feels cool. when we record. Yeah, we're, we're enjoying doing it. Hopefully yeah. you're enjoying listening to it. And if you are, a really great way to show support would be to leave us a review. And if you leave us a review, you can get a shout out from either Oswald or Isley the Spaceport Cat. So you just have to let us know which one you like. If you have a hilarious or embarrassing movie related story, you can uh, send us an email at moviegrouchfanboypod at outlook.com. If you want to tell us that you agree with what we're saying, then you can also email us there. If you're hating on the episode, just pipe down and shut up because no one really (laughs) needs to hear that shit. There's enough negativity in the world as it is. You can be part of the crew by following us on Instagram. We're at Movie Grouch and Fanboy Pod, and that's all words. And on Facebook, we are Movie Grouch ampersand fanboy. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. We will be back next time. We'll be back with normal. Oh, no, actually, we will be back. Oh, shit. We'll yeah. Be, well, next... our next episode will be all our Parapod stuff. Yeah. So, so you'll get three episodes that week, just to remind you if you've fallen out from under a rock. So we've interviewed Ian Boldsworth and Barry Dodds, who are the creators of the genius Parapod. It's the first podcast to have been turned into a movie. COVID's derailed the original screenings and it's now back out in cinemas. So yeah, on the Monday, we have an interview with Ian Boldsworth. We're then going to see the screening in the evening. So check out social media. We'll put up some stories and bits and pieces from the screening. Then we're going to do a review episode of the movie. And then on the Friday, we're going to release the interview that we did with Barry Dodds. So you can tune in for that. So we'll be back with a regular episode couple of weeks sometime after that i guess yeah we might try and get it out early to redress the the week break that we had but we're just waiting for things to calm down a little bit so we'll see we'll see what happens but thank you for your support thank you for listening we hope you've enjoyed this episode we hope you're good safe healthy and happy wherever you are and we'll catch you on the flip thank you very much this is fun awesome see you later guys bye bye Oh, how are we doing? Are you going to read the review out? No, you're going to do it. Yeah, that's fine. So I'll do like a little. I'll put that in. That'll be like a garage band thing. I won't. I won't keep that in. It'll be like a new review fanfare. When shall I read? (laughs) When shall I read the review? Now. You keep talking again. Like, I don't know when you want me to go. You need to start making noises. So, uh, we've got a new review from Becca Stinks. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. The the, the head of... (laughs) This is why... Like, if anybody listens to this and thinks that I talk too much, this is why I don't let Blake introduce the thing. Because... Fuck off.